Welcome to Off the Bench with Benny Jones and Gary Belcher for Kubota, shaping Australia. Drive time sale now on. Hi, welcome to Off the Bench. Big Friday night show ahead where we're going to look at uh, what's happening in rugby league circles. Of course, recap last night's absolute thriller at Suncorp Stadium. What a beauty that what was. What a game. Oh, hello, Gary. Best Belton. game of the year. Hello, well, Benny you, Jones. You, you were there I'm calling excited. the game for NRL Nation. and um, Best game of the year. We've had yeah. uh, two rounds and one game, and there haven't been any real thrillers. And not only was it a thrilling finish, it was uh, a... Um, a captivating game right throughout. Bit of a roller coaster, wasn't it? Dragons oh, flew out of the block. Should have getting, led by more. They were going to get smashed, yeah. the Dragons. The way they lost their first couple of rounds, the way the Broncos came good in that fantastic performance against the Cowboys, I just couldn't see it happening. And seriously, that's the uh, the beauty of the NRL is its unpredictability. And that was that. I don't think anyone would have tipped that scoreline last night. No, no, well, we certainly didn't. Between the three of us, yourself, myself, Scott Sattler, uh, nor from three in our tips. But mm. again, that's the topsy-turvy nature of the NRL right now. It's brilliant stuff. Every game has a question mark next to it. Now, speaking of every game, the remainder of round three, we'll uh, pick your brains on that shortly, Badge, to get your tips. Also, what you're looking forward to this weekend. A Makita Power player, which we might delve into the tennis world. But as we start the show, and before we get to our preview of the big Friday night doubleheader, Raiders, Knights, Eels, Roosters, uh, today, or I suppose this weekend, marks a bit of a a landmark of sorts, an anniversary of probably, arguably, the darkest day in Australian cricket. Yes. Uh, maybe even Australian sport, of course, what went on in South Africa. Yeah. But, of course, the guys involved, the two of them at the very least, uh, David Warner, Steve Smith, are about to come out the other side of their bands. Their bands are over, and they're uh, they're welcome back. I know they – and they have – met with the players a, a week or two ago in, on their way through to the IPL. That's right. They're, they're, uh, the as Pakistan a tour in Dubai, yeah. Yep. Um, and everything seems like it's all going to be rosy and they'll, you know, they'll slot straight back in for, the, um, for what's come out of the World Cup. World Cup. The Ashes and everything else. However, mm. a story today that caught my eye that um, apparently the, the players that um, – the, the bowlers, when, when this all happened – it was it was really the finger was really pointed mostly at Smith and Bancroft. Yep. And Davey Warner was on the fringe of it. And the bowlers, uh, Stark, Hazelwood, Cummins, Lyon, Lyons, they, uh, they they Nathan Lyon, they threatened yep. to boycott the final test if Dave Warner wasn't because until because until you're right, Badge, because until Warner was linked to it all and and was basically fingered as the mastermind behind this, it was almost a case of guilt by association because the bowlers are the ones that are going to benefit most from the 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 adjusting of the ball's condition. So of yeah. course we all looked at it so and going, well, 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 Cam was the full Cameron Bancroft was the full well, guy. He was in the, the man field. that was caught, yeah, with the sandpaper, but he was doing it under the direction of the bowling group, which yeah. of course was. A million miles from the truth until we discover that well, it was David Warner's idea, essentially. Yeah, well, that's and that's what this seems to say that yeah. the bowlers have said, "Hey, the bloke that's done this is is David Warner, and he's the one that needs to be punished. And if he's not, so you can imagine how that would have played out if they'd said, "No, we're boycotting this final test because we are." Isn't it funny that this comes out on the anniversary at the end of the band? Yes. Like I'm sure. Yes. I think, again, I mean, I don't dare to question a journalist's integrity or whoever had uh, been privy to this information. But I, I get the sneaking suspicion. They've probably known this for a few months, but they thought, well, we'll just hold off. We'll just hold off until the end of March when we know this is going to be, again, a big headline story. And, yeah. you know, any suggestion that it would be just a smooth reintroduction for David Warner in particular. I don't think Steve Smith will be an issue. Cam Bancroft, if and when he comes back into that test setup, I think he'll be welcomed back with open arms. It's Dave Warner, isn't it, uh, Badge, that is going to be the, the sticking point because he was a... He was a volatile character anyway, uh, mm. and probably 
divided opinions within the dressing room as it was. This won't have helped. So he's the one that's got the big question mark. I wonder if he'll hang around long term or just you know end up being a, a gun for hire because he doesn't need Australian cricket financially. He could go and no, you wouldn't play in so, all no. the uh, the twenty twenties, oh, yeah, uh, the big bashes and twenty twenties. Making very comfortable world. living on that. Yeah. Um, so I wonder about his long, longevity there, or yeah. if he, or he might decide that he wants to hang around as long as he possibly can. I think Steve Smith. We've all forgiven Steve Smith. He was he was uh, it was it was naive as a skipper. Question is, will he be the captain? Down the track one day again, yeah. yeah. I think he's, he's not allowed to for at least another 12 months. Yeah, I think, I think as soon event. as that's over, you I reckon he's the man. You know, Tim Payne's doing a reasonable job. Yeah, he is. What he it, is. Hypothetically, we, go, we, we beat the Poms over there on their home soil with Tim Payne leading the way. Gee, to be a brave selector or someone involved in CA to go and give him a tap on the shoulder. That's a good say, point. Well, thanks for winning us the Ashes which we haven't done over there and, for quite some time. And picking up the pieces at the end of the <laughs> darkest day but, in cricket. But we're giving you the lemonade and sass, and we're getting Smithy back in. But anyway, we'll wait and see how that all plays out. Now, something else that's been, well, that was one controversy a year ago. This not as big on the scale of controversies, but it has been a hot topic, uh, not just in the NRL badge, but in the AFL as well, stadium surfaces. I knew you were going to go there. Yeah. Because it was it's, on the run sheet. <laughs> yeah, <I thought> so. <laughs> Good to see you following the yes, script. Um, Brett Morris copped that injury last weekend at, at Brookvale, Brookvale. Uh, and he'll now miss a big chunk of the NRL season with that knee injury. Um, in the AFL, there's been a lot of conjecture about, uh, well, particularly Marvel Stadium. Uh, down yeah, what there. are they doing? They've, they've, they've ripped up they've a big ripped up patch. A big section of the wing uh, near the interchange gates, where, which apparently, even though Melbourne has just sweltered through its hottest summer on record, apparently doesn't get enough sun. Go work that out. There are some investigations happening. The NRL is, NRL is undergoing its own investigating. Mm. The, the Seagulls have a home game this week, but it is over in Christchurch. That's right. Which is yeah. a, another talking point. Uh, but next week they are hosting, due to host, the Rabbitohs there, and there will be a decision made. It'll be interesting to see if the NRL if the, uh, says, okay, we're happy with that. Go ahead. Or, look, guys, it's just not up to scratch. I think they need to show them some tough love. The council there, it's going to cost yeah. them some money, yeah. fire fees, whatever else. The Manly Seagulls who... It's not. It's not their responsibility to get that ground right, but they maybe they're going to have to look at other venues if if this continually happens. And there are a number of uh, areas here in which we can look at the, the the issue at hand, and obviously, you know, players compared to your day badge and going even further back, you know, they're they're, they're pretty lucky in the surfaces they get to play on. And you remember, I'm sure some of the big bogs and quag guys used guts, to, yeah, yes. exactly. Or you'd get ones that had no grass on them. It was just basically playing by, on concrete. By you know? mid-year. Even, even yeah. uh, look back at an old uh, grand final or two at um, Lang Park, yeah. Central Stadium, and yeah. it was a dust bowl by the end of the year. We played the 85 grand final. It was just a, uh, patches of well, grass the, and lots it, of dust. The, the SCG would have I, the cricket wicket still yeah. through the middle. It would be rock hard well, through the, there. Well, the, the, the North Sydney Oval now was there yeah. uh, last weekend with Brent Tate. We were staying in North Sydney. We were calling games nearby, and we and uh, we drove past, and, he's, and I said, oh, there's the old North. He said, I've never seen it. Didn't know no, it was there. Right. I said, mate, well, it's yeah. a magnificent ground yep. and a great venue in a great place. But it was a cricket pitch in the yep. middle of it, and coming out of summer and cricket and going into footy and you'd oh, get a bit of rain, yeah. that would just harden up. It would be like bitumen. Yeah. But but not as you know not nicely smoothed over, <laughs> exactly. and yeah, it just got yeah. if you got tackled on there, you were in a world of hurt. But yep. it just stayed like that all season. Yeah, that said, it's not a old days versus the modern day argument. It's you're sending out million dollar commodities, and if one goes over on a dodgy surface and rips a knee and is out for the season or maybe ends a career, you just get the fear that yeah, the NRL could have a lawsuit on well, their hands here. I, I agree with you, Benny. I, I think at some point um, that could happen. You know, Brett Morris, if if it was 
was a, a season-ending injury, yeah. he might even be feeling more so like um, taking some legal action. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot at stake for these players. If you're a young Absolutely. player and, it, and you Careers. get it, yeah, you'd... You need a knee reconstruction. It's yeah. So they they had three um, serious knee injuries last year at Manly. Um, Kalepi Talanoa, um, Tanganoa, and uh, Curtis Sirinan and Lachlan Croker. Yeah. So you know, that that's not you know there might be other clubs with similar problems, but. Gee, the surface is dodgy. There is a concern there. There's no doubt about it. And just quickly, before we get stuck into our Friday night preview, we won't spend too long on this badge, but of course, the the conversation, call it debate, if you will, uh, regarding expansion relocation, it's still going on. Uh, You're hearing often people with their own ideas. We go to 20, we go to... 18 teams, maybe we lose a couple of teams, shred a few out of Sydney. Everyone's got a saying we should be reducing it to 12. Uh, There's there's so much being tossed around. Look, if if it seems as though it's, it's... very likely to happen, and Brisbane, a second team in Brisbane, is a certainty. Uh, I don't know if Perth is across the line. I think it's fraught with a lot of risk mm. because of the lack of juniors there. The pathways, yeah. That's you know. right. Um, you know, the government would support it in other areas, but I really liked what Jeff Tuvey tossed up last week about um, a second team in New Zealand. I think the talent pool there is enormous, and that, that is a, you know, a big part of the equation. So there's lots to be done here. And do, do they move a team out of Sydney? Well, and I also agree with what Nick Polite said. Let's be careful not to go back to yeah. the old Super League days of, you know, when Super League joined the ARL, they went, we had to get rid of some teams. Okay, mm. criteria. We yeah. need to yeah. make it tough. And whoever doesn't meet it, you're gone. And, that was just an, uh, an ugly, ugly time when South Sydney got kicked out. We don't want to see a repeat of that. Yeah, well said, Badge. That's a little bit of news from the week across the Sporting Globe. But let's get stuck into a Friday night preview. It's time for the Friday night NRL preview. Yeah, well, let's uh, get stuck in this. Of course, the Raiders and the Knights, 5th v 9th is underway as we speak. Aiden so, Caesar out if you haven't been watching. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and Tappanay, was it a finger? Did he, uh, uh, broken thumb. Thumb, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Caesar, I didn't even know what he's in. I didn't even know he's going to be out, but I yeah. Yeah, flicked it on. He's and, um, and, of course, the Knights without Connor Watson and fullback, Kurt Mann's come in, so a little rejig for both sides. But, uh, of course, that battle between Whiten and Ponger in the 5'8s is going to be fascinating. So we look forward to keeping a close eye on that one. But, of course, uh, the second of the two games, Friday night, I can't believe I'm saying this. Eels, second on the table. Roosters, 10th. Of course, it's only round three, so no panic stations for the uh, defending yes. champions, of course. But at ANZ Stadium, what a start by Parramatta. Um, it hasn't always been pretty, but on, on the back of their new recruit, Blake Ferguson, who's uh, you know, in career best form, arguably, is enjoying his footy again. Um, they've had a great start to 2019 uh, and a steady start by the, the Roosters. Of course, they'll work into their... Um, their premiership defence as yeah. the season progresses. But um, this is actually a game that you would have gone into the season thinking, oh dear, um, probably not a great Friday night spectacle, but it's it's got a bit on it now. Yeah, it has, and it's a lot of interest around it. And, and without Cooper Cronk there, you'd say yeah. there's a bit of doubt. Although Luke, Luke Kerry was uh, outstanding last week and, and in the grand final, you know, and he had to take the reins there really from uh, from Cooper. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Roosters simply because I think they're going to be a force again. But there was a lot to admire about Parramatta last week. I was at that game. Uh, Bulldogs started very well, had the Eels on the back foot for the first 20 minutes. and But mm. they really recovered well, showed some, uh, some great composure, got their kicking game together. Blake Ferguson did some damage, got them on the front foot. Junior Paulo as well. They're, they're, a, um, yeah, they're a good side. I, I look, I'm, I'm still not convinced that they're going to be a top eight side. 
But um, they'll give a few teams a fright. I think it'll be a great game, yeah. this one later on. Now, uh, we know that uh, Michael Jennings returns. That's an important one for the Yields. He, of course, missed last week uh, through suspension, the, uh, the one-week ban he picked up. On the opening weekend, uh, Jake Friend returning for the Chooks, so that's a, a good inclusion for them as well. Regarding the Eels, and as I said, it's a it's a fascinating read, the NRL table as it stands after a fortnight with the Tigers and Eels occupying the top two spots. But from what you've seen, and a small sample size so far, Badge, and it is a long, long season, let's not forget that, sustainable? I mean, a lot of people would have had them down towards the bottom of the table, and they may well still end up there. But from what you've seen of the Eels, is there confidence growing that this is a side that could... Could threaten the lower reaches of the eight? Not yet. Not yet? Too early um, to say? I, I liked what I saw last week, but it is too early to say because, you know, consistency is is the key at other players that they, they've got. And a good side, uh, a little bit of brilliance there, but a good side, strong side in many ways. Um, but can they back it up every week? And, and the, the bit... The most recent example I can give you is the Brisbane Broncos, who had us all yes. salivating the way they put the cleaners through the Cowboys and led by Tavita Pangai and Joe Offangawi. Well, those guys last night really weren't allowed to get into the match. The mm. the, the Dragons forwards um, took it to them and gave them nothing. So the Broncos are now going to be concerned about consistently. You've got consistency. You've got to be able to back it up week after week after week and not have too many ordinary games. Yeah. And that was a, that was a Pretty ordinary performance by Brisbane last night. I think the Eels can be in the same boat. We'll get excited about them one week, but are they uh, mature enough as a group to handle that and uh, and move on and, and improve the next week, or will they take a step backwards against uh, you know just being a bit excited about how they played against the Bulldogs? A much much tougher proposition. It'll be a great litmus test for them, and uh, it'll uh, give us a bit of an indication. You're right, Badge, absolutely as to where the Eels. Might be in 2019, so that's coming up for you shortly. Speaking of shortly, we're going to recap what was a pulsating night at Suncorp Stadium. Badge was there calling the action for NRL Nation. It was a beauty, and it was the Dragons who took home the chocolates. We'll talk about that next, and we'll do it all thanks to Kubota Shaping Australia. Their drive time sale is now on. Plenty of Off the Bench still to come. You're listening to Off the Bench. Kubota Shaping Australia. Drive time sale now on. You're listening to Off the Bench, Kubota, Shaping Australia. Drive time sale now on. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench. Great to have you with us Friday night. Benny Jones, Gary Belcher with you. We've taken a look at uh, the two big games to come tonight as round three continues in the NRL. And still to come, we're going to get Badge to nominate us a Makita Power Player. We'll get his tips for the remainder of round three. And we'll also catch up with the boys on the driver's seat to, to find out uh, exactly what's coming up on this weekend show. Talking all things motorsport. But right now on the program, it's time for... Kubota, Shaping Australia, drive time sale now on this right here. Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review. Oh, yeah, and if this is a taste of what's to come for the remainder of the weekend, we are in for an absolute belter. What a cracking contest at Suncorp Stadium last night to kickstart our round three in the NRL with the Broncos taking on the Dragons. Of course, these two sides last met in an elimination final in 2018, where it was the Dragons who absolutely blew the Broncos off the park. Early days in this one, thought we were looking for something eerily similar, uh, as it looked as though the Dragons just had the Broncos right where they wanted them. Brisbane, to their credit, fought back brilliantly. It went right down to the wire. 
Just when you thought the Broncos were done and dusted, a late try looked as though it would send the game into Golden Point extra time. Someone forgot to tell Corey Norman about that, and he became the hero with a last-ditch field goal to separate the two sides. The Dragons winning at 25-24. We'll hear from both coaches, uh, Paul McGregor and uh, also Anthony Seabold shortly. But let's take a listen to some of the great highlights thanks to our NRL Nation call team in what was a Thursday night NRL Classic. Still no score here at Suncorp Stadium. Brisbane and the Dragons as they go straight through. The dummy throwing, fallen for by everyone, and Cameron McInnes... He's done it all on his own. The Dragons will lead four points to nil with a kick to come. Take a bow. Cameron McInnes. Oh, Anthony Seabold would be absolutely livid. Lafayette dummy half. Long pass. Hunt. Hunt. Looking to come back around the short side. Pereira for the line. And they're in the corner. The Dragons claiming a try. Pereira got it from Lafayette. They ruled that he's in, which is the correct call from what we've seen on the replay. And, oh, what a put-down. Jordan Pereira. To the, the Dragons from the Intrust Super Cup. It's a oh. turnover here. Yeah, they turned it over. And right from that turnover, Brisbane are going to go in and score a try. It's Corey Oates, wow. of course. Corey Oates has got the ball in hand. We're going to go to the bunker. Is it Has it been forced out or is it going to be called a loose carry? When's the onus on a ball carrier? Yeah. No, I think there is the onus on him, and that could be a try. Witter kicks across field. Great take. James Roberts, and he's away. James Roberts up over the halfway line. The chase is coming. Corey Norman can give up. Wow. End-to-end stuff. James Roberts. A catch that a test cricketer would have been proud of. He plucked the ball out of midair. Beat two defenders and scored a try that leveled things up 10 all. Milford in centre field, grab a kick in the in goal area, flying through out after it to score the try is Alex Glenn and Brisbane hit back. It's 18 points to 16, kick the come from the Broncos, the Dragons hit the lead by six, but it's not going to last for long. Well, it could be a big moment. That play, that a big line up to the left hand side. Corbin Sims. Goes short to Laurie, backing his way very close to the line. They're three away. Chance for the Dragons to reclaim the lead now at 18 all. Plays the ball back to McInnes. Corbin Sims against his old club. That was too easy. Corbin oh, Sims wow. has scored a try right next to the post. And doesn't he love that one? Corbin Sims with the try. <laughs> Nicarima oh, to Milford. Great defence. Ben Hunt. But he still gets an off like it's only Stakes out there now for Brisbane. Stakes tries to split them, throws the ball back onto the feet. It goes in towards the end goal area, cleaning up there for Brisbane. Oh, the Dragons have lost that, and this will be a try. Jack Bird claiming a try. It looked like they cleaned it up, but there was a knock on the last moment. Jack Bird picks up the ball and scores. Well, this is going to be interesting because it's a try. Oh, wow. It was a clean drop there by the Dragons. 24-22. Jack Bird scores. We'll all be tied up in just a moment. And I'll tell you why he dropped it. Gareth would have cleaned it up and he's popped his shoulder. Here we go. Are they going to go here? Zarko. Back it goes to a Jermaine Azarko. Strikes it. Likes it. Kicks oh. it. Brisbane in oh. front. What? Jermaine Azarko has kicked it or has he? 
as if he'd kicked the field goal, but he's actually missed it. Oh, he has missed no. it. I'm watching Cummins. Oh, what I was too. To say he's kicked it, and I think the crowd were as well. Corey Norman's calling for it. Corey Norman's got it. Corey Norman kicks oh, it. And he oh, nailed it. it. He has kicked it. The Dragons will win 25-24. The Dragons. Corey Norman comes back to Suncorp, haunts his old team, wins the game for his new club, and the Dragons are on the board for 2019. So, yeah, brilliant stuff there from our NRL Nation call team. Uh, what a night it was at Suncorp Stadium. Home fans would have been bitterly disappointed not to walk away with the W, but for the Dragons, they're away. They're 1-2. and two. Broncos, likewise, after three matches this season. Before we get the thoughts of Gary Belcher on this contest, let's hear from both coaches. We'll start with the winners. And Paul McGregor, huge weight off his shoulders as the Dragons get on the board for 2019. And, of course, the defeated coach, Anthony Seabold here. A couple of their quick thoughts after the 25-24 win for the Dragons last night. Yeah, we did. Uh, obviously, starting the year uh, with two losses. It was a tough month. We always realised it was a tough month with the travel. Uh, no training time. Uh, today our defence was much better than it has been in the first few weeks. Although we, um, at times we did turn over possession and, and um, some discipline around our penalties. If you look at their tries, they come from three of our errors and one from, our ki- uh, one from a kick. So our system defensively was very good. Um, you know, and... Obviously, some of our, our footy was a nice brand, you know. Different stage, unfortunately, today, tonight we uh, lost Gaz. It's bad. Oh, well, I'm not a doctor, but he's uncomfortable. He certainly does. Yeah, no, Corey's a, you know, Corey's a, a very good kicker of the ball. I thought that was the other thing in the first half. We, um, we applied pressure well, but we really released it with how and where we handed them the ball. So our finishes to our sets was nowhere near as good as it needed to be in the first half. But we got that right in the second half, which is which is a good thing. Uh, but look, Corey's a... Um, got everything happening here, lights off, music on. Um, you know, Corey's one of them players that goes to the game in important moments, and that's what you want from your playmakers. I thought Honey was very good tonight too. Cam McGuinness. Yeah, well, look, it's, it's always the way a little bit when you play against a a team, your old team, and you want to play with passion uh, and you want to make it personal, um, you've just got to handle that emotion side of it, I, I think. And, you know, he done some really good things tonight. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, there was a couple of penalties that we need to clean up, but that's that's collectively all of us. You know, a few errors that we need to get out of our game that uh, we can. We're getting there. We're not there yet, but certainly tonight was a, an improvement on the first couple of weeks. It was a hard-fought win, considering um, the quality of the opposition, <clears throat> where we're playing at, and, and, and who we're still missing. Yeah, we, we showed a lot of fight, Tom, there's no doubt about that. But, um, you know, I think physically, um, you know, the Dragons won that sort of contest. So, you know, in some ways we got what we deserved in the end there. But... Um, You've got to admire our sort of your fighting spirit, I suppose. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, you, you can look at it from a positive or, or a negative. You know, like the positive was we created the the, the, the opportunity or the, or, the, or the gap, but um, yeah, we got to we got to be better um, executing that particular play. You know, like um, you know, Darbs picked the right pass and 
at the end of the day, Jermaine's just got to catch that ball and fall over the line, pretty much. Um, would have put us out, I think, 30 to 24 or something like that. So probably um, would have given us a bit of momentum. But, you know, the game wasn't won or lost in that particular play. I thought, um, you know, um, a lot of the little things in our game uh, tonight um, weren't where I would like them to be and where we need to be to, um, you know, get the, get a result there tonight. So have we got what we deserve in a lot of ways? Oh, I think there's a little bit of fatigue early. I think Dragons had quite a bit of footy early, but um, not so much. Again, you know, when you score 24 points, you should be able to win the game, I would have thought. Um, but, you yeah, know, I think you know, I was really really pleased with, with Milf tonight. I thought he was, was outstanding in a lot of ways. Um, his kicking game in the first half probably kept us in the game. And, um, you yeah, know, I just thought we, we needed to be better with, with some little areas of our game. So, um, again, you know, we've got to learn about that. We've got some young guys who... Um, you know, who probably had a, a lot of pats on the back, you know, after last week's game. So um, the NRL's got a, a real habit to bring you back down to earth. Um, you know, and as I said, you know, Dragons, they deserve to win the night. So great to hear from both coaches there off the back of what was a great night of footy. Thursday night, good start to round three. Excitement uh, just about everywhere you looked around towards that last five or ten minutes. Both sides opportunities to win it, but it was Corey Norman who made himself the hero. Uh, Badge, you were there watching the game, calling the game for NRL Nation. And um, going in, we thought a possible repeat of last year's elimination final, but maybe flipping that score line on its head based on what we've seen so far from the Dragons, Mm. the Broncos roaring back into form last week against the Cowboys. But uh, such is the unpredictable nature of this NRL competition. It was the Dragons who flew out of the box. Yeah, they they were fantastic, the Dragons. Look, I, I want to take a step back to about a minute before Corey Norman's field goal when Jermaine Asako hit an absolute ripper in front attempted field goal at 24-all. Mm. And, it, in fact, Ben Cummins' ref thought it had gone over. And the assistant ref said, no, no, no. Ben Cummins was about to say yes. Yeah. Rule has yeah. gone through. <laughs> um, and, and, and if that had happened... I think we'd be saying what a great performance by Brisbane despite the fact that they dropped a lot of ball and Didn't made a lot of mistakes. Yep. They still found a way to win. They, they showed some, some toughness and some resilience late in that game to get their way back into it. However, the best side won. Yep. Absolutely the best side won. Brisbane's two tries in the first half. One, one came from a, a lost ball by their winger, Corey Oates. Oates scooped it up and ran over. And then a, a kick through at the other end of the field. And James Roberts, just brilliant and absolutely outstanding speed, um, made it 12-10. But they went into the break. I'm going, the Dragons should be up by yeah. 12 or 18 or whatever themselves. Um, and then they came out again in the second half on the back of some poor errors and some penalties from Brisbane. And, and stuck it to them, the Dragons. Uh, their forward pack uh, was outstanding. It was, it was amazing. It was like we saw the week before all the hype before the Broncos played the Cowboys was about James, Jason Tamalolo. So Pangai, mm. Tavita Pangai and co. decided, well, we'll show them and off Angawi. Well, this week it was Paul Vaughan and James Graham's turn and Blake Laurie. And they just, they just, yeah. they out-muscled the Brisbane forward pack on their home turf and and whatever the the the, um, the game plan was from last year when they smashed the Broncos in the final, I think Paul McGregor just dug it out again. Hey, this worked last year, guys. We're yep. going to shift the ball early away from their big men in the middle and frustrate them a little bit, not let them get their eye in. And, and straight away they found success and found some space. A week's a long time in footy, and you just have to ask Tavita Pangai Jr. that. Of course, uh, a week ago, destroyed, almost single-handedly destroying the Cowboys and Jason Talmalolo. Uh, but uh, last night, a couple of defensive errors, a penalty which led to Dragon yeah. uh, tries. He's, you know, still, he's still 
he, I think he had half a dozen offloads, and he yeah. and he still got some big meters. I thought he was pretty good in that department, like quite good, but not where he was at the week yeah. before. So he's he's well, he's asking bar, price is just sort of fluctuating, <laughs> isn't it? Two weeks ago, <laughs> yeah, five hundred. On we were all, people were talking about a million dollar contract last week. During the game, when he gave away a penalty, it went down to about six hundred. Yeah. So it's it's fluctuating. It'll it'll end up still somewhere <laughs> close to that that million dollar mark at some point. And, and look, interesting. I heard a, a discussion about his future. He's been linked uh, this week to the to the Roosters, Tavita. Um, but some people suggesting that that might be a little bit of Wayne Bennett at his best. Uh, maybe just uh, planting a few seeds in some journalists' minds, saying, "Oh yeah, Roosters, Roosters, Roosters." While meanwhile, of course, his former coach at the Bunnies now. Might just come in Sneaking from the back in. door and get him to South Sydney. Yeah, he could. Oh, look, I don't know their situation. It's a long way off, isn't Honestly, it? Yeah. the Roosters say that the, the, the talk is they could afford him if Cooper Cronk pulls yeah, the plug sure. at the end of the year. Hey, can I give a big rap to the Sims brothers? Yep. Ta- Tarek had a big game. Corbin, former Bronco, they're both from Wollongong and they they both travelled north at different times. But, and Corbin had a big game off the bench too. I thought they were. Uh, mm. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. Like last night, the um, it's it's easy to concentrate on the on the negatives. Say the Brisbane Pack didn't name up, but they were just out out muscled, out out enthused by the Dragons forwards, and that led the way. Yeah. Ben Hunt again, his former side. Oh, yeah, and he could be a whipping game. boy at times. Ben Hunt, we know he has some amazing games and follows him up with some less than impressive. But he was he was huge. He was night. fantastic. And look, and I have been critical of Ben. And before the game, I was critical of Ben Hunt and Corey Norman, saying I don't think they're 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 going to lead them to the finals. I don't think either of them really wants to be the playmaker. But they were they were excellent. Uh, Gareth Widdop, outstanding. And Gareth Widdop, uh, Paul McGregor tweaked it a bit. He played him. Yeah. In uh, defensively in the front line, uh, back at sort of his old five eight role, and Corey Norman dropped back for uh, defend, defending at fullback and receiving kicks, and they, they were just doing the switcheroo a bit. I think that may be the best way for those two players to play. It brings Gareth into the game. Not that he's going to be there now. Well, no. I wouldn't think for a little while because he shoulder has dislocated again. that shoulder again Same one right as last year. Yep. at the end of the game. Yeah. That's going to it's be a, something that's it's a big uh, shame. Yeah, that uh, certainly Paul McGregor and Co are going to have to now work out a plan B with. Broncos have got the Roosters next Thursday in Sydney. How big's that? And then oh. the Dragons get a good break before they face the Knights next Sunday. That's our Thursday night review. Up next, we'll get a preview of what's coming up in motorsport with the driver's seat boys and badge to nominate a Makita Power Player. You're listening to Off the Bench, Kubota, Shaping Australia. Drive time sale now on. You're listening to Off the Bench, Kubota, Shaping Australia. Drive time sale now on. Hey, welcome back to Off the Bench, right around Australia. I hope you're enjoying the show. Benny Jones and Gary Belcher with you as we get set to launch into another massive weekend across the NRL, the AFL, the A-League is returning. Of course, after a little spell for the uh, international break, plenty of other great sport, including the Shield final, which is uh, well and truly underway Overseas sport, there'll be no shortage of that as well. And motorsport, thanks to Kubota Shaping Australia, their drive time sale is now on. Before Badge tells us who his Makita Power Player of the Week is, I thought we'd better get ourselves a driver's seat preview. Uh, this week on the show, the boys will catch up with Chaz Mostart. He joined uh, the lads to speak about how the departure of Mark Winterbottom has changed his role within the team. Let's take a little listen. The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid steers. Power at your fingertips. Chaz, one last one before we let you go, mate. Now, uh, with the departure of Frosty from the team, you are the Tickford veteran, you know, KG veteran Chaz Mostert. (laughs) 
<laughs> Better than being a journeyman, Mostert. <laughs> yeah, but um, what, what, what's it been like uh, in the garage at Campbellfield? Well, actually, you wouldn't know because you're in Queensland, but um, what's it like around the team ever since uh, one, the, the new car going away from the FGX and, you know, the new personnel within the garage? Yeah, obviously, first of all, losing... Number number three, Frosty's code for Tickford Racing Drive. Obviously, was there for for, for many many moons. Um, yeah, look at so first of all, it's a, I think it's a big hole that you definitely left in in the in the race team, and a lot of guys like myself and Cam definitely have to step up to try and lead the team a bit more. And, but saying that, you know, we had ID number five come back with Will Davis. With Will Davis, had, <laughs> had to originally fill his shoes when he left. So. Uh, guys like that, and then obviously you got Lee Holdsworth, which has got a fantastic amount of knowledge from racing with several different teams and, and can bring a lot of strength too. So I think this year, with half the driver lining up getting mixed up and engineers getting shuffled around and stuff like that, I think it's it's, it's a good it's a good place. And, um, it's we're, we're just got to keep gelling as a team, working hard as a team, and the drivers are working pretty hard together. So um, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing work with these guys. Enjoy working with Frosty as well, you know. He, he taught me a lot in my career and um, how to carry myself and, and how to try and talk to the team to get the best out of them and, and move it forward. So, uh, okay. it, it all happens pretty quick, man. To be honest, <laughs> December comes around, we stop in Newcastle next to uh, back at the end of mid-February, straight into testing and the mm-hmm. first race is last weekend or first weekend of March. To be honest, I felt like I'm really kind of a little bit burnt out because I did all that racing as well. So this is the first week actually I've been at home actually slowing down a bit. So it's kind of uh, a bit crazy that I think about all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and we're still annoying you. Time to nominate our Makita Power Player from Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the landscaper's choice. Oh, we've got a couple of good ones too, Badge. Makita's cordless power garden tools power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. And the thing we have a common thread with our two nominations, because you've got one, I've got one, is they both hit the ball bloody hard. Oh, yeah, In yeah, different yeah. sports, Yeah, they is. do. Yeah, well, mine's, uh, mine's Ash Barty, and I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just really proud of the way Ash goes about her stuff. Aren't we all? Um, and she's not, uh, and Sats has alluded to this, you know, she's not um, built like some other... You know, six foot, six foot two. Well, uh, the Williams sisters and Petra Kvitova and oh, these big these hitters of the ball. So yeah. they got the height advantage and yep. whatever. She is just gutsy, hardworking, resilient. I I just uh, really enjoy the way she plays. She's cracked the top ten. I think yep. most people know about that. She beat Petra Kvitova in fourth round at uh, the Miami Open. And um, she's just... And even at the end of that, I know she was buggered. It was a it was a really hard match for her. They finished, but she well didn't, get, didn't so, yeah. get overly excited. No, I no. love that because she's got bigger fish to fry. Just balanced. That, that's not where she doesn't want to be. She's not like uh, you know Kyrgios or Tommy. They have a win, a good win, and it's kind of well that'll do me for a while. I will just yep. rest on my laurels and have a crack again. She's when straight I need to, to what's next. She's she? just yeah. working on her yeah. next target and working her all the way up, way up through the rankings, and she will. You know, if she ends up being world number three or or, or one or whatever, she will she will get to whatever level she's capable of getting because she she's not going to die wondering. No, she's brilliant, and uh, we're really enjoying watching her career progress. Uh, and speaking of brilliant, to um, come back from a massive form slump uh, is no mean feat, and that's exactly what Aaron Finch has done. Of course, we was, had him out of the side weeks ago. We were going to drop well, him. Well, I mean, he was dropped from the Test side after a poor Indian series. Uh, his his one day form in the early part of the the one days against India looked to be looked to be struggling. He was getting out in similar modes 
too often, uh, getting bowled and trapped LBW well, and playing outside off stump, getting nicked off to slips. Benny, I said, if he wasn't the captain, he'd, he'd prob- be dropped. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, he would have been. Yeah. He, he just wasn't scoring runs. And if he was just one of the... The the uh, you know the openers or early early order batsmen they always said well we just have to get rid of him but he was the skipper yep. so they gave him a bit of slack and congratulations to the selectors yeah. for hanging in with him absolutely two 0 down against India in a best of five we go bang 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 win the last three games first time I think we've won a one day series in India for fifteen years or so long, yeah it was a long long time and then he's now carried that on to this uh, latest tour of uh, Pakistan or the UAE of course he's made two uh, hundreds and a ninety five very nearly made it three hundreds in a row he's, he's averaging around that mark as well in his last uh, seven or eight innings. So sure. timing's everything. World Champion. Cup just around the corner. Um, possibly Smith and Warner return and Australia are on a bit of a streak. We six were looking in a, six terrible in a, row. Yeah, a couple we? of months ago yeah. Yeah. for the World Cup and now it's, uh, it's starting to it's look... great level of cricket. One yeah. of the great levelers in sports. So there you go. Aaron Finch well, is my nomination. You played a, a lot of cricket, Benny, yeah. I know. And and something that really hits home with me, you know, you play, you play footy, you play tennis, you play a lot of other sports. You make a mistake, you get another chance. You're a batsman in Not cricket. Batsman. You just... No, no. That's it. No, no. You, oh, hang on. No, no. I'll get that right next time. No, you, you've got what, four, three, or four, hours, three or four hours to think about it in the sheds. Exactly or, right. Or another, you, know, you, you can bat again next weekend. Trust me, I had many of those moments where I spent time <laughs> sitting in the sheds thinking about it. Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, when power means a business. Uh, badges, tips for the remainder of round three. That's coming up for you next. You're listening to Off the Bench, Kubota, Shaping Australia. Drive time sale now on. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Oh, we're getting rid of Sats because he's showing us up far too early on in the season. He's uh, for one lap from last night. Yeah, so are we. Yeah, <laughs> so we, have to, we haven't closed the gap at all. Uh, back for, of course, Kubota. Drive time offers on tractors, mowers and utility vehicles. Kubota Shaping Australia. Let's fly through these, Badge, because we've got to get out of here. There's uh, plenty of great NRL action to sink our teeth into this weekend. And we're going to look at Saturday and beyond. So we'll start with the Sea Eagles at home at Christchurch. Against the Warriors. Yeah, that, a lot, that does make sense. A lot of emotion here, and um, the Warriors, for mine, I think, playing off the back of that. And I, despite Tommy Turbo coming back in, into fullback for the Seagulls, I think the Warriors will just be a bit too strong right. in uh, New Zealand. Yeah, Cowboy Sharks at uh, 1 300 smiles. Taking the Sharks. Yeah. I just, yep. I, there's a lot to like about their side, and they're still trying to work out uh, how they're going to play their footy to Cowboys. Beautiful. Panthers Storm. This is a beauty. This is uh, Bathurst. At Bathurst, Carrington Park. Yeah. Uh, regular venue for the Panthers. Like it. Storm for me in this one. They uh, just have, they've got their mojo. They've got their systems all in place and looking very strong. Tigers are tracking nicely. Top of the table, mm. uh, if you will. They take on a side on the, um, the other end of the spectrum, the Bulldogs at Campbelltown. Bulldogs might be a bit like the Dragons on Thursday night and yeah. come out and Surprise. You know, show us. They've made some significant changes. But I still like the Tigers. Yeah, me too. Rabbits, Titans to round out uh, the weekend at ANZ Stadium. Yeah, Rabbits in that one. Hard to tip the Titans at the moment. They're just uh, yeah, they're they're all over the shop. Um, Can't none get any from points. two. Need some points. They've only scored yeah. one try in two yeah. matches, and and Rabbitohs defence is uh, fairly strong too. It'd be a tricky one for them. Nice badge. Round three. There you go. Uh, what else? Are you, well, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, all of the NRL. Um, I, I'm hoping we get more close games. That was an absolute thrill yeah, of Broncos good, and Dragons, and yeah. uh, it was it was a good game all the way and. 
Yeah, we might see our first Golden Point game for the Ooh, year as well. Yeah. That was very, we, we, 12 seconds we from We were it. very close, yeah, weren't we? Um, for me, from an AFL point of view, and I'm up and about because my mighty magpies got up in a big oh. result against the Tigers last night, Badge. But um, I'm interested. The Swans were poor on uh, the opening weekend. They lost to the Dogs. They've got to bounce back. They've got the Crows tonight, so that's going to be a, a really big game at the SCG. And, uh, of course, I've got a soft spot for the Brisbane Lions. They smashed the Eagles. They were great. A lot of hype around them. Uh, yep. And they've got a, another interesting encounter on Sunday against North Melbourne. That is in Melbourne. In at, Melbourne. Uh, at Marvel Stadium. So I think they're a huge chance to go two and zip the Brisbane Lions. I'm excited stay away about from, Stay away from the sandy surface, though. Yeah, oh, yes. Marvel. Yeah, stay on one wing. Go, go on the other wing. Yeah. Just avoid the one that's got all the patchwork Play quilt the crust. <laughs> exactly right. This has been Off the Bench. Badge, have yourself a great weekend. Uh, probably catch the same time next week. Yeah, see you, Benny.